Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Man of the Post is part of the World Football Index. I am your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got Ryan. Hello. How are you, sir? I'm not bad, thanks. Yourself? Grand, thank you very much. You had a good week? Yeah, it's been all right. Busy. Uh, we've, we've just decided that we're going to move offices at work. It's been on the cards for a while, but the internet got put on a Monday, and the CEO's like, right, that's it. We're, we're moving this weekend then. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was like, uh, okay, cool. And he's like, actually, well, why don't... IT move, and then we'll move the rest of the company the following weekend. I thought, yes, Mother's Day. And they're like, okay. But excellent. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. So you've got to work this weekend and next weekend? And next weekend, yeah. Are you salaried or hourly rate? Salaried, and it'll probably just be time in lieu, so I get more holiday. Mm. I would prefer overtime, but... This is what happens if you work in the private sector. Yeah, exactly. None of this weekend malarkey for me. <laughs> so where are you moving to? You're moving in the same town or different offices? Same or? same town. Uh, it's about a 10, 15-minute drive away. Um, so it's different for me because I live like a 10-minute walk away from work now rather than a 20-minute drive. Mm. So it's going to be it's gonna be interesting to actually commute properly into work every day. So where is it? Is this, this is in Northampton, is it? Yeah, it's in Northampton called in a in an industrial estate called Brackmills and there's nothing around. So it's no like places to go get food or anything like that. It's really boring. Nice. The office is nice. But apart from that there's nothing around. Nothing. Well, how long do you get for your lunch? An hour. An hour. I see again, yeah. that's the problems of working in the private sector. <laughs> I can get much more than that if I can wangle it. What um, and how what would you even do that? I mean like an hour lunch is a bit long for me. I, I do you know what? I go for walks. Oh, really? Yeah, there's footpaths near us, so I go for walks in it. Look, but I work in um, uh, I work in Truro, so in Cornwall. So it's literally, it's really, really small. It is, it's a tiny place. You can walk from the city centre to the countryside in a five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the only city so in Cornwall, so it's tiny. Well, that works. Yeah, so <laughs> you can do that. So I used to go for walks in the countryside. Stick your headphones on, listen to the World Football Index or Man on the Post, and away you go. Nice. I like that little sort of sort of segue pun there. Uh, pun plug there. That's good. Seamless, wasn't it? Well done. And you know what? We don't even practice this, listeners. <laughs> uh, right, this week we're going to be talking about the Champions League. We're going to be talking a bit about the FA Cup, which thankfully Ryan reminded me of. Um, other bits and bobs of news and some Premier League action. So, it's not been a great week for, or great, it's not been a great last 16 for English football teams, has it? So, should we talk about the happy news first? Yeah. Leicester City to uh, Seville nil. Um, Wes Morgan's thigh and a thunderbolt from Marcus Albrighton. Uh, first Jamaican goal scorer in the Champions League. Yes, which is weird a bit. It's just sort of different. You, these sort of stats come up and you're just like, really? But then you think back and think, actually, I can't think of anyone else that would be. But it's just always weird when you hear something like that. Yeah, I don't remember Theodore Whitmore in the Champions League. No. <laughs> Uh, so Leicester are the only English team in the quarterfinals. They, all, they did that in the face of 71% possession from Seville. Um, did Leicester have a game plan that worked? Because perceived wisdom is they both had a very similar game plan. Yeah, well, it definitely worked. But it just, it's like them from last season, almost, where you know they didn't have the possession, but they were just clinical, and, mm. and they sort of ground the result out, almost. And... You're just thinking, where was this a couple of weeks ago? Or where was this a few months ago at the start of the season? And it is, it's always back to that Ranieri thing where were the players actually holding back because of Ranieri and even more so, it seems now. Mm. 
Or Shakes has got him playing, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. In, uh, I liked your tweet the other day. I was like, it would be nice of him to you know dress up a little bit and wear a suit. Manage, yeah, do you know what? Football managers who don't wear suits. Why? Is it just? Is it just a? Well, why is the reason? It's a bugbear for me. You're the sort of you're the um, the biggest influence with things on the pitch because you pick the team and the tactics and everything, and you're pretty much the face of the club and you're representing the club as well. Anyone that's not involved with the coaching staff, so the coaches that sort of go on the players and do the warm-ups beforehand, physios or players themselves should be in a suit because you're representing mm. the club. Yeah, true. You wouldn't see Antonio Conte in a bloody. Well, I don't. Think you might have done actually. Uh, I think you probably have done it. He's, he's he's worn like a cap and he's done the Pulis before. He has, Pulis look. But he, I mean, he, he looks a bit more authoritative in a suit, though. Yeah, that's the other thing as well. I think you get that. Ancelotti wouldn't wear a uh, tracksuit. No, he wouldn't. That's a good point. No, I don't think you'd ever see that. Um, some nice little piece of um, shenanigans from Sammy Nasri, Jamie Vardy. I, I read an article on. Uh, Wednesday morning, written in The Guardian, and it was about how Jamie Vardy, um, his nastiness was out. His nastiness was brought back. And do you know how many times just Jamie Vardy touched the ball in the match? How many? Seven. Seven? Yeah, seven times. Yeah, you think about him that whole match. He was like an annoying wasp that Seville couldn't take <laughs> off. I mean, it, it culminated with the Nazari sending off. But before then, he was... Uh, he was pressing their defenders. He, he was pressing the, every time the ball was pretty much played back to the goalkeeper. He was in and around their faces. He was in and around the rest faces. He had verbals with, oh, I can't remember who it was. I think it's either a central defender or the right back for Seville. He had words with them after they had a coming together and everything. He was just a nasty piece of work all game. Um, and some pious types were comparing and contrasting his behaviour versus uh, Luis Suarez's last week. Yeah. True. Particularly with the reaction to the Nazari headbutt. The Nazari headbutt. I mean, that was just that's just premium football shenanigans, isn't it? It is. The only kind of defence I've heard about that is the fact that um, the defender was trying to play the ball with Suarez last week, and there was no contact on Suarez. Whereas this bit, it was a bit more sort of tete a tete and head to head, wasn't it? So yeah, I mean, Vardy definitely put his head in as well. So Nasri sort of they both put their heads in together. And then Vardy obviously shook back like he'd been shot or something. Yeah, exactly. Sami Nasri's come out today and said he should have been a man. I like Sami Nasri as a player. As a person, he's a bit of a tool. <laughs> no, I like that. I like the sort of intense nastiness or, or intense personality of people like that. He fell out well, the most... Well, I was going to say, he did, he did that whole Drip Doctor thing, didn't he? Drip Doctor. Did you, not, did you remember that from a couple of weeks, well, a couple of months ago where he... He, oh yes, some, yes! Someone had come around and, and, and sort of helped him rehydrate, and it turned out that he'd slept with her. Yeah, and then the right. ex-girlfriend like tweeted him all about it from his account. Yeah, that's right. He's a scamp, isn't he? Nasri's had a good season. <laughs> He's been playing all right actually, though, hasn't he? <laughs> Sam Paoli got sent off as well, didn't he? This is Sam Paoli yeah. supposed to be Luis Enrique's replacement, of course. Yeah, I don't know about that anymore. No, but, wait, I don't really know what did. Was he just shouting at stuff and then? Yeah, he didn't really teach me too much. He got a bit. This is all part of the sending off for Nazri. He was a bit annoyed. Yeah. Um, uh, it could have been a little bit different, couldn't he? Because you had in the second half, I can't remember who it was, it, uh, that took the shot from about 30 yards out and it clipped the underside of the bar, didn't it? And then mm. the follow-up was skied into the stands. And then, of course, you had the Stephen and Zonzi penalty. Yes, and as Michael saved it, didn't he? I didn't think that was a penalty. I mean, he even got a yellow card for it, and I was wondering what it was for. It's, it's one of those sort of weird ones, isn't it, where uh, at any other day it's probably not given, but for some reason this time it's been given. He's just thinking. Football's so inconsistent at the moment with referees from all over the world. Mm. I'm not really surprised. Would you want Stephen and Zonzi to take? It, wouldn't, it doesn't strike me as, a, as the first person you'd go to to take a penalty. Maybe no, I mean, something. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, penalties are such a weird thing. You always think the players that you'd want to take a penalty don't really seem to step up anymore That's because true. they don't they don't want to ruin their record or they don't want to have that pressure on them. I know, sort of last. It's just bef- weird. You see some teams play. I've seen penalty shootouts for Chelsea where 
Terry's going up or Cahill's going up because people are well I don't want to take a penalty mm. which I, don't, I never get why don't you want to take one mm. I remember Terry taking a penalty that didn't work out too well yeah well we don't talk about that one do we <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it was all kind of encapsulated. You see all the... Um, that's some pretty impress- impressive TIFO, didn't they, the Leicester fans beforehand? You see the Let's Slip the Dogs of War? I didn't. They had... It's it's quite funny because they had lots and lots of uh, flags, um, blue and white flags. And, of course, in a sort of standout shot of the stadium, only the white ones stood out. So someone said it looked like a Ku Klux Klan convention. <laughs> <laughs> but they did have a big sort of picture of the... Um, they sort of obviously done some artwork covering the whole of the sort of main... One of the stands behind the goal of Shakespeare with a dog uh, on a leash, Excellent. and it said, "Let's Excellent. slip the dogs of war." <laughs> um, which is what is that? Richard the Third? I think so. Going to get people are going to be listening to this, thinking, "God, what are they talking about?" Yeah, bloody thicko football fans. <laughs> <laughs> so how far do you think Leicester can go in this competition? We'll talk about in a bit what the draw is going to be, but have they got anyone to fear? I don't think so. I mean, I don't think the pressure of being the last English team is going to affect them either. I don't, well, I don't think they're going to win it. I don't think it's possible for them to win it. Could you imagine but you that? never, you never know in football, do you, at this point? Imagine if they win it and then got relegated and next season they've got Fleetwood away one day and then Real Madrid <laughs> the following fixture. Uh, it's just such a bizarre scenario, isn't it? To be where they are in the league now, but to be you know, and then the next round in the quarterfinals of, of the Champions League is just bizarre. Yeah, it's a little bit odd, isn't it? It's um, it's very strange. I mean, they're away at West Ham uh, at the weekend. Now, mm. Leicester have, um, or Craig Shakespeare, or Shakes, has got two Premier League wins and a Champions League win. No manager has ever started his first Premier League, three Premier League games with three wins. Um, West Ham have lost their last two. And Leicester are unbeaten in four versus West Ham. Yeah, West Ham haven't been fantastic as of late, but I don't think they've been terrible. I know that people are still talking about Billich, sort of maybe getting a new contract. I saw something as um, earlier today, but I mean, I don't know about how that game's going to go. Leicester, maybe European hangover, that usual adage, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they played on Tuesday, they didn't. They? This course is the Rufus Brevet derby, um, but they they played on Tuesday, didn't they? So they've got and they were at home as well, so they don't have any travelling back to do. Yeah, it's, it's not like they're they're going to be. You know, tired or anything. I, I don't know. I, I think they'll be all right. If anything, West Ham probably need the win, but I guess getting to that stage in the season now, where if you're sort of mid-table, you're not really going to go anywhere up or down at this point. No, um, Leicester haven't dropped a point from winning positions this season. It's just they never got into winning positions in the first place. <laughs> exactly. Um... Yeah, exactly. So Leicester could pull themselves further clear of this one. So I'm going to go for... I'm going to have a draw on this one, I think. What do you reckon? A slim Leicester win. A slim Leicester win. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, look, from the sublime to the ridiculous and a six-all aggregate um, away goals victory, which led Gary Lineker to tweet that away goals should be scrapped. Um, we've got Monaco 3, Manchester City 1. Goals from Mbappe. Uh, I can't read my handwriting. Whoever scored the second one. Yeah, Fabino. Was it Fabino? And then Bakayoko. And then yeah. Leroy Sane scored. They had the warning, didn't they? City did, because Mbappe went close just before. They had that Caballero save, didn't they? Yeah. I, think I sort of watched all the, the goals earlier. And it, it was... I mean, John Stones had a case of Gary Cahill defending. Yeah. But it was just like, I'm just going to keep walking away from him. I mean, he won't, he won't keep attacking me, because I'll just keep backing off. And then... They just the defending just seemed poor throughout for Man City. It's it did, a really bad thing for them. At the moment, they're really struggling that with, free with, kick. with defense and attack. Oh yeah, they just they didn't track anyone. Considering that at this point they were actually back sort of where they needed to be in the game, and they still still dropped the dropped the ball on it. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, and Aguero had chances, and um, he had the one from the Sane cross, which he walloped straight into uh, the Mediterranean, um, <laughs> and had the David Silva pass to him as well. Pep yeah. said he couldn't convince them to attack. The old Fraudiola hashtag's been out again, hasn't it? Oh, I, to be honest, I haven't tweeted about <laughs> it, but I've been telling everyone that he, he's a fraud. You've not, have you? <laughs> I what, seriously, I really, or I, I, No, I don't really like Guardiola. Why? I just think he's... 
he's been at such fantastic clubs, and I've, I've had, always had this mindset that when he came to the Premier League, it wasn't going to be like anything he's ever had before. Oh, no, stop it. This oh. racist attitude of yours. Just racist attitude. <laughs> These foreign matches. We've got, one, we've got one Champions League team in the quarterfinals. I think we've had seven in the last five years to get this far. It's not like the Premier League is the best league in the world, is it? I mean, no, it's, it's not. It's not. I mean, that's that's been sort of you know reiterated again uh, this week. Yeah. But I just think... They definitely have the chance to win the game, and it, it seems every time that Man City have opportunities to rectify their situations, they just dig themselves a hole. That's probably just Man City as a whole, but I just I don't know what it is with Pep. I just really dislike him. He, I mean, yeah, people say he had it easy at Barcelona by me. He had to do a lot of rebuilding at Barcelona. You think that when he took that team on, uh, you got your Ronaldinho and you got Deco and people like that that like going out and having a few cervezas on the Rambler. Um, and he brought the team through of, uh, I mean, I know Xavi was there for a long time, but Xavi came into his prime under Pep, didn't he? Messi came on strongly underneath him as well, as did um, Iniesta and Busquets and all of the others. It, yeah, it, no, it I, I completely understand DNA. that. He left a definite yeah. footprint on that Barcelona team. 100%. I mean, that's why you, you see Barcelona players linked with, with Man City, because they all know Pep so well. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's just one of those things that, especially the way he comes across in interviews as well, because he 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 knows that his talent from beforehand does precede him, so he expects better from himself. Yeah, which is but not that that always comes. No, no, it just it, I don't know. He's just every time that he's had a chance to think, right, this is my time to put Man City back on the, the map. It, it's not really happened so far, but it's, it's still in his first season. So yeah, it's difficult to say. I mean, it's different. he looks like Uday Hussain, Saddam Hussain's eldest. <laughs> yeah. But so, you know, <laughs> we all got across the bears and everything. Yeah. Um, Monaco have beaten, in the last four, well, Monaco have beaten English teams four times in uh, Champions League knockouts. City got no shots in the first half, which kind of backs up Peps. I couldn't convince them to attack. Yeah. I mean, but again, they had their possession, didn't they? I think... I don't. They, surely that says a lot about him if if he can't convince them to to attack. Hmm. What I mean, I guess if that was say Mourinho or someone like that, would you have parked the bus? You would uh, have, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think you would have. Well, he yeah. would have. Yeah. I mean, it, the fact that they're probably thinking, well, why should we attack? We're we're in a position where we need to not concede goals. Pete Mourinho would have been a one nil away win, or a one one yes. draw. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think, and it would yeah. be a last-minute goal as well. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Um, this Monaco team are quite scary, aren't they? Yeah, it's, it's it's the Belgium theory where you've got this team of players that are all really young and they're all going to start hitting their like you know prime, and now they're starting to do that. They're actually looking really, really scary. <laughs> they, yeah, I think their average age was 24, and that includes a team of two 22. 32 year old so if you sort of take those away then you know you've got quite it's, a you know, drops there. a little bit and you know if if they don't sort of go much further this year you know what about next year well, or the year after they finally if they keep their, their core exactly if squad, well I doubt they will I mean you there's already stories about which Monaco player is going to hit the Premier League so yeah it, it won't be long before they're snatched up yeah and of course all this was without Falcao as well yes it was yeah. Um, okay, so elsewhere in the Champions League, we had Atletico Madrid nil uh, by Leverkusen nil. So Madrid go three four two in aggregate. That's a proper Simeone scoreline, isn't it? Second leg nil mm. nil win. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one, I mean, you had Koke and uh, Korea went close with Atletico Madrid, but the Bert Lino triple save. Uh, the, sorry, the uh, the old black triple save. Sorry. Yes. Did you see that? Yeah, really oh. good. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I do a lot of that. Very good goalkeeper. He's, he's German, isn't he? Yes, I think he is, actually. He's a very good German keeper. He's got to Stegen as well, haven't you? Mm. Um, they do good goalkeepers there. They do. And, and, and Neuer, Karius. right? Karius <laughs> and <Neuer>. <laughs> <laughs> versus Neuer. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and elsewhere, we ha- oh, speaking of goalkeepers, we had Buffon v Casillas for probably the last time. Ah, don't. Yeah, I don't think I can handle that yet. <laughs> Juve won Porto nil. Paolo Dybala penalty um, with the, with the stupidest bit of defending I think I've ever seen. Go on, then. describe what happened. 
So the ball sort of ricocheted to the back post, and was I think it was Higuain smashed it towards goal. It was obviously going to go in, and uh, the defenders, I can't, what's his name, Pereira, is it? Pereira. Pereira. He just decides to leap at the ball uh, by pushing his hands out in front of it while his legs, so he's just hanging in midair, and the ball just hits his arms and goes wide. Superb. You're a quite defending there, Jesse. Yes. I can't wait to ask. Just like, (laughs) why? (laughs) Okay, so our quarter-finalists are made up of uh, three Spanish teams. You've got Atletico Madrid, Barcelona, Real Madrid, two German teams of Bayern Munich and uh, Borussia Dortmund. You've got uh, one one Italian team. I I hesitate to say one French team for Monaco because, I don't know, that's a bit of a grey area, isn't it? Yeah. Um, A principality team. We say. Yes, uh, and only one representative from the greatest league in the world. The There's... greatest league, <laughs> best <laughs> referees, <laughs> best players, everything. <laughs> uh, I did see a lot of sniffy tweets this morning from people are saying that um, a lot of people, are, a lot of football writers, are having to make sort of headlines or stories um, about Monaco having only seen them twice this year and being surprised that they're good. <laughs> uh, Buffon's saying that um, Leicester are the team that he wants to avoid. I think it's a Cinderella story thing. I think that he's obviously seen what happened to them last season and everyone's going to be wishing them on now, aren't they? Really. Mm. Uh, not only because they are the only English team, but because can you just imagine the scene? It was, you know, weird and I've seen them lifting the Premier League trophy, but to win the Champions League where they are now, well, it's just unfathomable. Jimmy Triori, Champions League winner, suggests that anything but... is possible. <laughs> Ryan Bertrand, Champions League winner, of course. Yes, yeah. It's quite a few players where it's like Premier League winner, Champions League winner, just thinking, oh, okay. <laughs> um, I forgot to write this down, but you reminded me earlier, we had some FA Cup action this week, didn't we? Yeah, we did. So, I can't remember, was it 1-0 or 2-0? 1-0. 1-0, wasn't it? And yes. that was a goal by... Kante. Oh, it was Angola Kante, wasn't it? Yes, he, he's only scored two goals for Chelsea and they were both against Manchester United. Oh, were they? Fantastic. He went down to watch um, Leicester the next day, didn't he? Yeah, he did. What? He's, he's everywhere. He is literally That's what I say. everywhere. He is. People are saying that uh, there's been no player like him before, but I'm sure you had Claude McAuley, didn't you? Yes, I was going to say, he, <laughs> he is exactly like McAuley in every sense. Exactly. Um, oh, what can I remember from this game? It was a bit nasty, this. They were a bit mean to poor old Eden Hazard, weren't they? Yes, and it, as a Chelsea fan, it was horrible to watch him keep getting hacked down. But as the game progressed, uh, and watching my timeline was just incredible. Because, mm. you know, um, obviously the referee started booking... Well, he didn't actually book him. He booked two players, I think it was. Um, there, there was 14 fouls that United committed, and I'm pretty sure about 80% of those were on hazard. Mm. But, so, uh, Herrera booked early on for something quite cynical on Hazard and then about 10 minutes later the referee's warning Jones and Smalling he said right you need to stop fouling him now it's getting a bit ridiculous from that free kick Herrera trips Hazard for no reason <laughs> and gets booked for a second time and is sent off and everyone's like that's a really soft yellow he shouldn't have even given the referee that decision to make anyway exactly is my argument I mean he's just seen that you know his captain's been warned and he still makes that decision, which which is unfathomable to me, yeah. um, which is ridiculous. And then, but people were saying Mourinho, when he was at Chelsea, he begged the referees to protect Hazard by booking players and sending them off. Hmm. And everyone was like, "Thank you, Jose, who you finally got what you wanted." Yeah, and the ungrateful Chelsea fans were singing too, weren't they? Ungrateful, yeah. Judas is number one. Yeah, you're a not a special from... anymore. Yeah, I mean he. He's lost it. I, I don't know if that's again another biased comment, but after the game, he said Paul Pogba was the best person on the field, and Paul Pogba was absent massively in that game. Awful, wasn't he? And you know, we were talk, tweeting about it, and he was, you know, didn't barely touch the ball, kept losing the ball. I saw a good comment about, do you pay more the taller the player is? Mm. Because obviously, he was such a size difference between him and Kante, but Kante had him in control pretty much the entirety of the game. He did. The other thing about Judas is Judas sort of sold Jesus out once, didn't he? He didn't go away and then come back again. No. <laughs> um, 
And uh, Marcus Rocco and Diego Costa are having some fun. Yeah, it was all a bit of a, you know, Diego Costa, he's been really struggling in games of late, but he still scores. But this one, he just, he had a glorious opportunity, but the ball was drilled across the box and he, he, he just wasn't in the right position to hit it. And he had a really torrid time, but he really wound up the United defenders. And I think he, he almost looked like he was going to react, but I think he, he got away with that, actually. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Um, so that was that. Um, have we had the FA Cup draw. I can't remember who Chelsea got in there. Uh, Chelsea, Tottenham. So it'll be uh, Manchester City, Arsenal. Yes. Brilliant. The magic of the cup. Yes. You know, <laughs> all, all the all the lower league teams with a good opportunity. <laughs> uh, what else have we had this week? We've had um, AFC Wimbledon versus MK Dons in League One. Um, AFC Wimbledon won that too. Now, or should we just say MK? Yeah, you, you can't call it MK Dons. No. It's got to be just AFC Wimbledon versus MK. Well, that's what the scoreboard said. Um, when they listed the teams in the programme, they just said MK on the inside as well. Uh, and there was no teams mentioned at all on the front cover of the programme, was there? No, it was all a very weird experience. Obviously, they've got a lot of history. And I'm still on the fence whether it's petty or whether it's deserved. I, I don't know. It's just... It's obviously a big thing to them. Mm. But it just seems... To, to to go into that effort to take Dons out everywhere and only put MK just seems a bit unnecessary to me. Well, maybe because this is the first time they played each other in the league. At yeah, absolutely. Place. This is some kind yeah. of cathartic experience they had to go through. Mm. Although, the, you know, if they have to do it again next season and the season after that or something, you know, it might. Be oh good. yeah, if it, if it keeps <laughs> happening, then it will just be like, okay, we get it. You made one point, but thank you. <laughs> Uh, well, in Wimbledon are now 12th on 50 points. Um, and MK Dons are now 17th on 44 points. So, you know, 14 years or 15 years after they were founded in a pub, um, they are now ahead of their great rivals. Which is unbelievable when you think about it. You know, that's just mad, isn't it? That 15 years. But... It is, yeah. I mean, you've got others like this. You've got FC United in Manchester who are mm. coming up as well, haven't you? Yeah. Um, other bits of news uh, Kazuyoshi Mura do you remember we talked about him the other week yes why did we talk about him I can't over remember I just <laughs> seem to remember this conversation that was a very vague yes I got from yes <laughs> uh, he scored for Yokohama FC aged 50 years and 14 days old beating Stanley Matthews' record um, 52 year record I think it was um, Adam Johnson remember him Oh, that guy. Ooh. He's a rapscallion, isn't he? <laughs> that scoundrel. Uh, he's been refused an appeal. He's one year into his six-year sentence. Uh, however, well, I was going to say he's an angel in compared to, but you know, I don't really think you can compare these things. No, no, no. Um, Brazilian goalkeeper Bruno Fernandes. Have you seen him? He's been, has he been let out of prison after... I can't remember how long it was, but he, he didn't serve his full sentence. Did he, he didn't serve his full sentence on some kind of appeal technicality. But... Uh, not only has he been released from prison, he's been signed again. Now, he's a Brazilian goalkeeper um, who was convicted of murdering and murdering his girlfriend and feeding her remains to the dogs, to his dogs. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, it's some kind of Game of Thrones type thing. Um, three sponsors have withdrawn their, um, uh, their sponsorship of Boa Esporte. And the club website was hacked by activists who posted uh, on the website statistics on Brazilian female murder statistics. That's um, one way to drive the point home, I guess. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, the old he's done his crime, he can do what he wants argument. Kind of yeah, some, but. You have some sympathy to some extent. But at the same time. The crime. The, 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 <laughs> How long did he serve in prison? Do, do we know? Was it like seven years or something? Uh, I don't think it's that long. It's about five or six. I think. I think it was. I think it may have been a seven-year sentence, but he didn't serve the whole time. So no, it was it's about just... it was about twenty odd years he was given, but he didn't serve very long because of a technicality over an appeal or something. Oh wow! Okay. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, we've seen Luke McCormick come back, haven't we, from uh, killing two children in a car accident, and Lee Hughes did something similar. Yeah, Chad Evans as well. He did that whole thing, but he's, he was cleared eventually, right? But yes, that he was, was, wasn't he? Years and years and years that his career sort of took a toll from it, but then yep. being cleared later. Marlon King, uh, Troy Deeley went to prison, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah, Marcus Ma- Marcus Alonso was convicted, but then ended up getting a fine only uh, for a car 
with manslaughter uh, while driving a car. Patrick Kluivert killed so, somebody driving a car? Yeah. There you go. See, Footballers are great. Footballers <laughs> are great sport, you know. <laughs> well, no, to be fair, they're, they're doing it in their own time. Hmm? They're doing it in their own time, so they're, they're well, citizens oh, like oh, you oh, and me when fine. they do it. That's, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, so games around Europe this weekend. We've got PSG versus Lyon. Um, I think PSG lost at the weekend, didn't they, after their thumping last week? Mm-hmm. I think they did. Uh, a quiet local affair in Greece this weekend. There's Panathinaikos play Olympiakos. Yeah, quiet that one. Uh, Olympiakos. Do you see them in the Europa League tonight? No. They uh, were playing Besiktas um, in the Europa League. Uh, Besiktas were winning 2-1 and I think that was 3-2 in aggregate. But then they had a man sent off. Uh, but they ended up winning 4-1 in aggregate against... 11-man Olympiakos. Damn. Yeah. In a game featuring uh, Premier League greats such as Ryan Babel, Achille Sissoko, and of course... Denver Bar? No. no. Better, better than he... Bar. Oh, is it um, Kreshma? Yes. I know Denver Bar played for Besiktas once at some point, but I don't know where he is now. But yeah, Kreshma. Yeah, there you go. How can you forget that? Um... He, he's such a Chelsea legend. How can I forget? <laughs> Uh, what else have we got this weekend? In Germany, we've got Bayern Munich versus, I think it's Bayer Leverkusen. Um, Sampdoria play Roma in Italy, and it's Torino versus Inter as well. Uh, in Spain, you've got Atletico Madrid versus Seville, and Barcelona versus Valencia. Um, anything there stick out for you? Um, probably the Valencia game. Uh, the Torino-Inter one should be quite interesting, because didn't Inter, was it last weekend, they actually thumped someone... Yeah, they did. They saw there was like six one or something, a seven one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, hat trick for Icardi and oh, somebody else. I can't remember who. I can't remember. There's another Argentinian player there. Not a dare because he's Italian. Um, I can't remember who it was. Ah, uh, that's gonna bug me. Edda, um, Edda. Oh, hell. Oh, Benega. Never Benega. That's it. Yes. Honestly, I feel like I'm football doing manager. Football manager, right there. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing a séance sometimes, calling these <laughs> names out there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they won 7-1, didn't they? They're, they're um, under Pioli, they're sort of rejuvenated, aren't they? I, the, in, the Torino team is quite interesting because you've got, obviously you've got Joe Hart there, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Mihailovic as the manager and you've got Belotti. They're quite a fun team to sort of get into. They're sort of mid-upper-table team where you don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, Belotti's very, very, very good. He is. There was talk of him coming good to fun. England in the last transfer window, wasn't there? Yeah, I think he... It won't be long before he does actually can, I well, think. They slapped that ridiculously high, I think it's like a hundred and something trillion billion euro. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure when, once money actually starts getting sort of offered, I think it will suddenly change. Yeah, I think a lot of teams last season got caught out by the Higuain to Inter for 79 million transfer. Yeah. And they think, ah, oh, no, they, they can actually afford him, so... Uh, and particularly Torino not wanting to sell people to um, their great city rivals either. Yeah, you wouldn't want to, definitely. No. Um, Premier League games come this weekend. There's a humdinger at the Etihad as the Paul Walsh derby comes into play with Manchester City versus Liverpool. And how are you feeling about that one? I always think we're going to lose every single game we ever play. So You can't do that. Well, you can because you'll never be disappointed then. <laughs> Yeah, but you still are. <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose so. City, uh, they're on about an 18-player clear-out and, um, and giving Pep a £150 million budget. I mean, this is sort of championship manager in real life, isn't it? Yes, it is. That sort of thing never happens. 18 so. players. Let me see if I can bring the report up. You, well, feel, you feel for a minute while I bring the report I'm, up and I list the players. <laughs> I'm sure... Is, is, I wonder if their first team is, because I could, anyone can get rid of 18 players if you just go through the youth team. And like you know, just get rid of loads of players there or the reserve team. Yeah, but if we're, do- we're not actually talking eighteen first teamers because that, that doesn't make any sense. You yeah. can't rebuild an entire squad. <laughs> uh, That's I'm... actually a new first eleven and bench. Okay, here and we go. In all, Gu- in all, Guardiola has got eighteen players whose futures he must decide upon. Uh, okay. Where are we? It's not letting me click on the link. But I already mind. I mean, they've been talking about Aguero, haven't they? Because they got yeah, Gabby Jesus. Um, you've got well, it'll be it'll be Torre, I imagine, because his yeah. future's always been a bit bizarre. Joe Hart, 
Yeah, you got Joe Hart. Ah, here we go. Oh, I've got it here. So, seven first-team squad members are out of contract in July. They are Yaya Torre, Gail Cliche, Pablo Zabaleta, Wee Caballero, uh, Jesus Navas, Bakri Sanya, and some defender called Tozin Adabiario. You've got five players out on loan. Joe Hart, Mangala, Nazri, Bonnie, uh, and Jason Denayer. Uh, and then, of course, you've got Aguero. Uh, and mm-hmm. then you've got Vincent Company, who's injured always a little while. Um, and you've got Kolarov as well. Yeah. Fabian Delph. Oh, God. Is he still on their books? Yeah. And bizarrely, they're mentioning Ian Acho. Uh, the only player I see staying on that list is Ian, Ian Acho. I, I don't even think... It, if Aguero... If he's... He, he doesn't look himself. I don't know if that's just me looking into or knowing the rumours, but... He can't be too happy that he lost his place in the team. I can imagine. No, but he kind of said the right things, didn't he? And it's up to me to come back and prove it and all this sort of thing. Oh, 100%. I think if he leaves, it will be for a a, a big club will come in to yeah. take him away. I don't think it will, will end on any bad terms. I just think it will be like a Suarez situation where he leaves because a big club's come in. Uh, but Ian Acho, I can, I can see staying... Apart from that, everyone else on that list, to me, sort of, you can get rid of them. Like people like Kolarov, Kalishi, Sanya. These are players that Man City probably shouldn't have at this point anyway, if, if they they want to be world class. No, I mean, I don't know, maybe Zabaleta if you've got a touch of sentimentality about you. Yeah, but I, mean, I think sentiment is, that's dead in football now. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> the cynical side of me says that. <laughs> uh, Liverpool have got this game. Then, of course, you've got the the um, international break. Then you've got the Merseyside derby afterwards. But they've won five and six versus City. Got a pretty good record against them. You play well against the big teams. Yeah, that's our problem. It's, mainly, you know, it's, the, it's the, the lower teams that you've got a problem with. Yeah, exactly. These are the teams that have covered the most distance in the Premier League this season. Um, combined per game, Liverpool cover 117 kilometres and City 114. Okay. Um, but... I don't know. Does that mean a lot or just a lot of headless chickens? Probably just a lot of running around. It'd probably be, because both teams are very focused on attack, it'll probably just be like a game of FIFA where people are just, you know, the ball's literally just shot after shot after shot. But then it ends nil-nil. <laughs> uh, Coutinho scored four versus City. Um, that's the most he's ever got versus a Premier League team. And Aguero has scored in his last four home games to Liverpool. So, you might be wrong. Mm. You never know. I think, uh, in theory, it will be a high-scoring game. Yeah? Okay. But, I don't know. I'm going to go Man City because I'm an ultimate pessimist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say draw. You might be right. Hopefully you're right. Um, Spurs versus Southampton in the Dean Richards derby. God rest his soul. Mm. Uh, Pochettino. The Poch- Pochettino derby, isn't it? It is. Gareth Bale. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, plenty of others. <sighs> yeah, I'm sure. David Howes. <laughs> yeah. I think go back far enough. Uh, Pochettino versus Southampton has won three and drawn one. Um, Manola Gabbiadini could be only the third player ever to score in his first four Premier League games after. Oh, God, that's a question. You would <sighs> never get one of these. Oh, well, you have to say that. Cause I'll, I'll give you clues. All right, first one's easy okay, enough. Okay. okay, but in what sense? It, who... He plays for your team. He plays or played? Plays. I'll give you a clue. Ooh, it's not Foster. There you go. Yeah. The other one is a fat scouse race ho- racehorse owning talk sport presenter. <laughs> I can't. Looks ask. like Bob Cowgies. Who? Oh, fucking hell. Bob, you know. <laughs> don't do that. I, I don't know. Sorry. I Mickey don't Quinn. Know. Mickey. Oh, okay. You heard of Mickey yep. Quinn? No. What? No. What, not even on talk sport or some rent gob No. I don't listen to talk sport. No, I don't either. I think I know. I, every now and then, it was a choice between that and the apocalypse. <laughs> uh, Spurs are unbeaten in 14 uh, top flight, or the first 14 top flight home games this season. So that's a record that goes back to 1964-65 season. I think they've won like their last nine or something, haven't they, at home? After they beat Everton. <laughs> Yeah, I think they've been on... I don't know if that part's the record, but they've been on such a good run recently. Yeah, uh, but... No Hurricane, no. No Hurricane, no. Does that make a difference? Janssen's a big 
scorer from open play. He is now. Oh, uh, yeah, nowadays. I think that will make a difference. Do you? You don't think uh, it's uh, a sort of Soundardo moment? <laughs> Everyone thinks this is it and it doesn't. He scored uh, last weekend as well. Soudado scored last weekend. Did he? He did, yeah. God. Uh, I don't know. I, I think Kane will be missed, but I think they'll, I think they'll still be alright. Southampton have been playing not too bad recently, so. Right, it's going to be a tough one. I want you to imagine Harry Kane, like, grinning or smiling after he's just scored a goal or something. And, just imagine that picture of Harry Kane. Someone I, okay, tweeted, okay. someone I follow tweeted the other week that he said, Harry Kane is really good at colouring in. <laughs> and you just look at him and imagine him with a sort of tongue curled out of his mouth at one corner trying to colour yeah, his picture yeah. <laughs> you can see him do it yeah. um, so what are you going to go I, uh, Tottenham got lots of defenders out as well at the minute oh, I'm not sure have they not got Vertonghen and maybe I th- I think Southampton have been on a bit of a good streak recently. I think if Gabbiadini does score, I think it could be 1-1, maybe. Yeah. I, I, without Kane, I can't see Tottenham scoring loads. So I, I think they're going to miss that, that focal point, I think. The Sun's been very good, though. So um, I'm going to go stick with my draw. I'm going to stick with my draw. I'm going to go for a Spurs win. Right, West Brom versus uh, Arsenal. Do you remember this was the Champions League game? Oh, no, this was the game that Arsenal had to win, wasn't it? A few years ago to qualify for the Champions League. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah. And who was the goalkeeper that kept letting him in for West Brom? I can't remember. It was um, <sighs> it's one of those sort of Scandinavian goalkeepers that had been around as second choice for about 10 years, wasn't it? Yeah, I can't really remember who it was now, though. Nico Vassen or somebody like that. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, Mohamed Elneny is back, but uh, doubts over the Ox and Kieran Gibbs. Um, Arsenal versus West Brom in the Premier League. They've won nine, drawn two, lost one. Yeah, I don't see West Brom causing too much of a fuss, really. And Arsenal, I think Wenger needs another good result. Um, yeah. I'm sure I think there's going to be another banner at the game or something, saying thank out or something. <laughs> I bet Tony yeah, Pulis voted leave. It's not going great for Arsenal. Hmm? I bet Tony Pulis voted leave, didn't he? Oh, definitely. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Got to vote UKIP or something in his front window. <laughs> <laughs> um. Alexis Sanchez, 17 goals and 9 assists is the most in the Premier League this season. Yeah, you, you wouldn't see that on, you wouldn't tell that on his face, would you? No. Well, no, he's always smiling and very unhappy, isn't he? Yeah. Well, all... Particularly when he's not playing. Yeah. <laughs> when he sees teams score, uh, concede goals, he's loving life. Yeah, well, look, West Brom, where are, where are they? Are eighth, West Brom? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think... Arsenal will have enough about them to win. Mm. I think West Brom will cause them a problem, though. I'm going to go for a draw on this one. I think. Just standard West Brom stuff. Yeah. Just Six... getting in the way. <laughs> yeah, four central defenders across the back, two in defensive midfield. And... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Stoke versus Chelsea in the Mark Van Ginkle derby, is it? Yeah. yeah well, he signed a contract recently, and I still, we still haven't seen him. Ages. He's on loan somewhere. Oh, was he? I as thought with you all Chelsea him. players. <laughs> I thought you bought him. Oh, yeah. We, no, we bought him. No, uh, sorry. Stoke oh. bought him. Sorry. Oh, no, no, no. He was only on loan. And then I think he got injured, so he came back. And he, but he's gone out on loan again. But he signed a new contract when he did it. Because that's a good business. Sign a contract, then loan him out. Yeah. I don't get that. But... Have you done a, um, a Vitesse Arnhem save on Football Manager? I've tried. With all the Chelsea did... loanies? Yeah, I did that. On the last football manager, and that was really like that was really good. Yeah, because I could just get like um, Traore, uh, oh, Solanke, and people like when Patrick Bamford was still a Chelsea player, he just got buckets of goals away in there. Could you go all out and get like Jody Morris and Winston Bogard back as coaches or something? <laughs> no, you couldn't. John That's... Harley. No, you couldn't. But Jody Morris is is everywhere. On like, I see him on Twitter like every day. Jamie Morris, no. he's, a, he's a coach at Chelsea, isn't he? Yeah, he's, I think he's the um, under-18 manager. That's right, yeah. Yeah, so he, he's been popping up quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, I'm still going to go for a Chelsea win, I think. Yeah, I think we're, we're on good form at the moment. I mean, if Hazard doesn't get hacked to pieces, because he's Stoke after all. <laughs> so I'm sure Shawcross will come through late on him or something. It's like north of the wall on Game of Thrones, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Just uh, steps forward and out oh, he's gone. <laughs> 
Uh, Gary Palace of Derby next. Middlesbrough versus Manchester United. Now, breaking Middlesbrough news, of course, earlier on today, I talk Aranka has been sacked. Yeah, very weird one. I'd seen a rumour originally that he was going to get until after the United game. Although, someone at work pointed out, in what world is that a good decision from a board to think, right, if he doesn't beat Manchester United, we're going to sack him when he's Middlesbrough manager. That's the other thing. And the other thing is, if he did beat Manchester United, it's not like everything would all be okay again. They no. could have beaten Manchester United, that's all. Yeah, which, you know, at the moment, isn't the best scenario. It, it's a weird one. It's just, to wait until now to do it, I don't know why you don't just wait until after that game, mm. maybe. I don't, I don't think, oh, I don't know what they're expecting the players well, to suddenly turn around. Well, they've seen Leicester. a new manager bounce at Leicester, haven't they? Maybe they've had a look at that. Because where yeah. are Middlesbrough? They are they are nineteenth, aren't they, on twenty two mm-hmm. points? Because I know Pearson's been named as one of the early front runners. Has he? Is he like some kind of default yeah. name that you mentioned? There? Yeah, basically it's the same same set of names that you'd normally see for a, a Premier League job. He's like Alan Kirbishley ten years ago. I was I said Kirbishley for today. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. His name's still people like Martin O'Neill. Uh, you know, because he got nothing. Well, he, he's still a Republic of Ireland manager, but people still think, no, oh, he'll come manage a club. I don't think he will. <laughs> uh, who else? I thought McLaren, now that he's gone from Derby again, because he, he, he had a good time at Middlesbrough last time. Oh, yeah, but I think he might well have learnt the lesson never go back, though, this last week. No, I think, I think that is the case. Uh, again, I, I don't know what they're really expecting to happen. That They're in such a dire strait at the moment. Surely if you just hire someone, they're only going to get relegated with them anyway. Yeah, Mark Warburton. Yeah. Again, it's just... I hope they're hiring for the championship because they really need to hire for the championship at this point. Well, he got uh, Brentford in the playoffs, didn't he? He did, yeah. Yeah, again, it's a really tough one. I don't... I wonder if they're going to look really short-term or try and go long-term. I know that Gus Hiddink is interested and he knows how to turn a club around. Yes, he's, done, he's dealt with failing clubs before, isn't he? Yes, dealt with, you know, players that apparently have had massive falling outs. I mean, I saw an interesting sort of article on the Karanka thing today and it was he's had a long list of fallouts with players, the most recently doing Stuart Downing, which I thought, well, it's only Stuart Downing. Right. Yeah, how do you fall out with him? <laughs> yeah, he probably should have already fallen out with him anyway. But middles, the Middlesbrough players were apparently upset that he came from Real Madrid, so he expected a hundred percent effort from his players all the time, and they didn't like that. In what <laughs> world is that? Is, is that a quote that makes any logical sense? What, when the players are like, ah, oh, not hundred percent again, boss. I want to give eighty percent today. <laughs> yeah. But well, it's, he had the right attitude as a manager. It's just that the players clearly didn't like it. Yeah, exactly. They didn't like it, that sort of pushiness. Well, Manchester United's <laughs> next one would be their 600th in the Premier League. Um, 17 matches unbeaten and still sick. That's some effort that they've gone through, isn't it? Oh, yeah. They've, they've definitely picked themselves up. No, um, I mean, some the... effort to win all those, to go and beat all those games and still be oh. sixth. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I did see something before the Chelsea United game. Chelsea did their, their um, preview on the website and it said Manchester United on a fantastic unbeaten run which has seen them go from 6th to 6th yes in the <laughs> league is that how good players are, uh, teams are around them or just yeah, they're unbeaten but they haven't won as many do you think there's a little bit of them that think we, you know, this is our position we're quite protective of it let's stay here like the Arsenal syndrome yeah yeah I, uh, it's a weird one to, to to be on that streak, but yeah, to to have not moved it must be quite demoralising, really. I think. I imagine it would be, wouldn't it? There's still, well, well, there's effort. Nothing's changed. Yeah, exactly. Um, are there any two points ahead of Everton? Actually, they've they've played two games fewer, but yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll they'll, they'll sort of. How far are they behind fifth? They are a point behind fifth place Arsenal and six behind fourth place Liverpool. Okay, so they could jump up a little bit. Yeah, they could get up a little bit more. Um, I think this is going to be Manchester United's win. Yes, I think so as well. I mean, Borough sacking the manager this time, I think, is terrible, terrible timing. Um, I don't think they're going to get the bounce that they're expecting, especially against United. No. 
Uh, Bournemouth versus Swansea. Josh King has scored three and three versus Swansea. Uh, they needed that win last week and that hat trick from Josh King, didn't they? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they've scored two goals or more in six out of seven matches versus Swansea. Bournemouth have. So this is the fixture they wanted, wasn't it? It is, but then again, Swansea have been really solid as of late. Um, Clement's come in and he's sort of done the very coachy thing where he's, he's got them to work on the basics and they seem to be a lot sort of stable for the better. Yeah. I'm going to go for a Bournemouth window. Oh, uh, I'm going to go for a draw. Yeah. Despite that, yeah. Okay, but Sunderland versus Burnley. Burnley's got to break their hoodoo now, haven't they, surely? You, you'd hope so. <laughs> they must do it at some point. Really of all the teams. This is this is your only opportunity to do so. Yeah, exactly. Um, the Jamie Main England England's Jermaine Defoe, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, yeah. He scored his last two versus Burnley. Uh, Burnley have played Sunderland three times this season and won two and drawn one already. Uh, uh, I'd, 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 it's got to be a Burnley winner, hasn't it? I think Surely. So. I think we've got to go for it. Yeah. Uh, um, Everton versus Hull at the Nicky Barnby derby. Uh, Hull haven't won at Everton since 1952 that's before my mum was born it's going to be a really interesting game this one you sidestepped that very tactfully sidestepped that <laughs> uh, Romelu Lukaku could be this is a funny stat Romelu Lukaku could be is one goal away from being the first Everton player to score 20 Premier League goals in a season in 25 years of Premier League football only to leave in the summer Mm. <laughs> which is the big which is the big you know again I don't get this why announce well it was I don't know if it was Sky News uh, Sky Sports sources or what but you know Lukaku said he's not signing a new contract with Everton uh, at what point does that benefit you as a player to say that now not uh, it doesn't it doesn't apart from the fact that it alerts other clubs that you're going to be free in yes season. Which apparently the his agent left a hotel minutes before a Manchester United chief left the hotel as well. The paparazzi are lurking for any story on this one. Yeah, but the thing is with that, up in the north, well, not just so much in the northwest, but in specific locations like that, how many five star hotels are there? There can't be a, <laughs> an enormous amount. So the Probably chances not. are they're going to be staying in the same place. I, and I also think I can't imagine Lukaku would want to go to United because of Mourinho anyway. No. So I don't think that would because everyone's like, oh, why would he resign for Chelsea? I'm like, well, eh, it's not. I don't think it's really Chelsea. I think it's more Mourinho. I had a little theory that uh, Karim Benzema could be at. Um, well, they don't have a Majesties anymore, do they? In France, but some kind of pleasure in France, couldn't they? <laughs> couldn't they at some point soon? Yeah. Uh, and Real Madrid could be looking out for a new striker and maybe with that in mind they'd be looking for a cheeky Lukaku bid in the summer uh, I don't know if he's Real Madrid level yet that's what Mark said when I said it to him and I don't think there's mm, nah I can't see them putting a bid in for him I'm trying to think who else there. Costa? What, no the Atletico yeah, the Atleti thing wouldn't he's like. China isn't he? Nah. Because he, he he he's he looks pretty dead set to go at this point. So Chelsea need a new striker. Yeah, do you think he could? Yeah, right? could be could be Lukaku's return. Yeah. Well, next game up, Watford uh, Palace versus Watford. Imagine Troy Deeney at Real Madrid. See, now that's a story. That'd be worth watching, wouldn't it? Yeah, because we we were at work today. We were on a website called the Sack Race. Right. And it's so they just pick all the bit all the. The running orders, like the, the odds for the managers. So click on Sam Allardyce, and he says he's rumoured for the Barcelona job, the Arsenal job, and something else, just because he's probably like a thousand to one, <laughs> right? But he, he's still linked to that job, apparently. So we were talking about it. Goes, yeah, can you imagine a big Sam Barcelona team? Four five one, Messi on the the right mid, but obviously not allowed to push forward, and Troy Deeney or someone up front. <laughs> <laughs> That's a team. Messi wouldn't get in that team. Oh, he'd be Imagine Messi right, right defensive midfielder. Yes. Neymar on right left defensive <laughs> midfielder. Don't Sarah's go on the, the halfway line. Yeah, Sarah's on the bench. <laughs> God, yeah. Um, Palace won, didn't they, last time? Right? Where are they doing? Yeah, they won their last two, haven't they, Crystal Palace? So they're doing a little bit better, aren't they? They're on the sort of turn, as it were. Uh, Watford are... Oh, they've 
lost two, drawn one, and are in 13th place. So, is Selhurst Park getting some kind of fortress again? No, I don't think so. No? Um, no. So, uh, Crystal Palace is such a streaky team at the moment, I don't think they'd be able to make it a fortress properly. No. Dean scored 4-3 and three versus Palace. Um, Benteke has scored against 22 different Premier League clubs, but never versus Watford. Do you think it? I don't think it scored this weekend either. No, I don't think so either. Um, it's a tough one. I don't. I think it, maybe like a two-two or something, like a really lively game of football. Yeah. It's probably fourth on match of the day. <laughs> not last that fourth. Yeah, yeah, just you know, it's it's a good game, but it's not not going to be their first game because why would you put that as your first game? Unless something peculiar happens. Oh yeah, a bit of you know. Sort of shithousery or something like that. Well, no, unless it's sort of like 7 3 or something. Oh, right, I see, yeah. Something like that. Uh, Watford have used 30 players in the Premier League this season. That's the second most behind. Go on. Um, man, no, um, oh, I don't know. That's a tough one. I'm going to say like Hull or something like that. No, far off Sunderland. They've used 31 players. Oh, okay. Um, what else we got? We got the England squad was announced today, wasn't it? It was. And a recall for. 34-year-old Jermaine Defoe. Have you, have you heard the story of this? No. It, Jermaine Defoe has revealed that he got a text on his phone and, and obviously it only gives you a preview. I think he said he's on a, one of those iPhone things that people use. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it obviously just said, Hi, it's Gareth. And he said, Who the hell's Gareth? <laughs> I said, I don't know any Gareth. And he obviously opened it and said, Oh, it's Gareth Southgate. You know, give me a call. How do you feel about England? Um, he just he said he doesn't know any gaff because he wasn't expecting any calls. <laughs> uh, we've got three strikers because Wayne Rooney's been dropped, so we've got three strikers: uh, Jermaine Defoe, Marcus Rashford, and Jamie Vardy. It's a very weird squad. This one, very young a squad. Different. Yes, you got um, people like Michael Keane from yeah. Burnley, Ward Prowse from Southampton, uh, Michael Antonio. West Ham and Nathan Redmond, which is always nice to see. Deli Alley, Jake Livermore as well, which is which has been one of the talking points. Yeah, because I don't why. I don't know. I'm sure there's someone else available. Uh, Lingard as well, but the the big the one that everyone's questioning is Luke Shaw because I don't think he's touched football, has he? I don't think so. No, I don't. Not even in training, possibly. I'm, I'm sure Bertram would get ahead of him in the actual starting eleven, and whether. Southgate's just packing out the squad. I'm sure he knows Luke Shaw from the under twenty one squad when they were there together, but yeah, weird. Yeah, but no Theo Walcott or anything like that. Seven players whose name begins with a J. That's a very weird thing to know. No, I, I, no, I was reading. I saw obviously I saw ah. Jermaine and Jamie next to each other, and then I saw Joe at the top. So while you were talking, then oh, I, I yeah. had a little count up. Oh. You got Jesse and James and Jake. Yeah. Jermaine, That's Jamie, weird. Joe, and then you got well, you've got you got John as well. Yeah, that's weird. And then of course you've got Jones. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of scraping the barrel a little bit, but yeah, yeah a, little, a little bit. <laughs> but <laughs> um, Michael Antonio's in this as well. He's my little Premier League dream team secret weapon. Oh really? In my fancy team, yeah. Sigurdsson used to be mine. Yeah, he'd always get an assist. Yeah, yeah. Michael Antonio is very good. Loads. He's very good. Yeah, I he think. is. Very underrated. Yeah. So then we got games, haven't we? Got a games against Germany as a friendly, and then Lithuania. We'll probably smash Germany and lose to Lithuania. <laughs> it's how we normally work. Yeah. Well, we beat them last time, didn't we? Do you remember that was it was three two, wasn't it, in Germany? Um, was it Jamie Vardy oh, yes. with the last minute goal? Yes, I think it was. Yeah. Definitely possible. Nothing's impossible. No, no. But apart from drawing to Lithuania, though, that, that's that's oh, that's probable. We, I was going to say we, we we're going to do that now, won't we? Now yeah, you said it. Yeah, I, yeah, that's how I work. Really, <laughs> <laughs> the Ryan Goodman School of <laughs> Football. <laughs> yeah, the Ryan Goodman School of Football. Admission free. Yeah, exactly. We'll pay you to come. <laughs> okay, right. Well, that brings us to the end of uh, that part of the podcast. Um, you've been busy with your pen and paper, haven't you? I have. Uh, I, 
it's not plugging. It's it's enlightening. No, it's not. Uh, educating. I've, yeah, educating. Yeah. Um, my the second part of my Man on the Post football manager story, picking up from Pep, was released on Man on the Post on I think it was Saturday morning. Uh, so go have a read of that, and then I've started a save for Alex's site, put Neil's in goal for my beloved Real Oviedo. And I think the second part of that's probably going to be up next week. The second, honestly, uh, the third part of my, the man on the post one, uh, is probably going to be up this weekend as well. Cause Ross was very nice and gave me access to the website so I can put it up whenever I like. Oh really? So yes. You can cause chaos now, can you? Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the fact that I, I went on there and we said this before, you know, it's, you know, the last story was from August or something. I don't think there's much chaos to create. <laughs> No, <laughs> we're not the most prolific of websites are we <laughs> um, and also that's, the, where the, that's, where the, that's where the fans can come in the listeners can come in yes yes because if they want to write something send it to Chris or Ross manonthepost.com yeah I'm sure we can put it on there exactly and not just football manager it can be anything related yeah um, it doesn't have to be you know, kids games no it can't be kids games you can do grown up things as well <laughs> My match attacks. Match, match. Oh, do you know what? My ne- my fourteen year old nephew gave me two shoebox fulls of match attacks from really? different ages. I mean, we're going back to sort of Ryan Babel at Liverpool and oh, great, uh, Reading in the Premier League days, things like that. Stick them on your wall, Ryan Babel. Wow, legend. I yeah, well, I don't know what I was going to do. I was going to sort of take pictures of them and sort of post them and think, my God, I would. That's you. you know, Instagram. That's, oh, that's, yes. what Instagram that's a window to actually use in the man of post yeah, Instagram there account. you go there you go good man I can do something with it at long last <laughs> <laughs> um, man on the post is also expanding what we're trying to do we're trying to look at um, maybe sort of covering more sports uh, at man on the post so if there's anything you've ever wanted us to cover or anything you've ever thought about where you thought I'd like to talk about that uh, or I'd like them to talk about that but it's not football then get in touch uh, you can get in touch at the post is a twitter account uh, or if you've got something specific you'd like to write then as ryan said chris at man on the post.com you can send something to me or ross at man on the post.com as well and you can plug it to him um and then we'll get get that posted up but we're interested in any other ideas as the winter ebbs away and spring comes around the corner we've got lots more sports coming up um so try and get something sent through to us if there's something that's been sort of scratching you, uh, sort of itching you wanting to uh, to write about. Um, at Man of the Post is the uh, Twitter account. It's also the Instagram account. Ryan, if they want to follow you. My Twitter handle is at the Ryan Goodman. Okay. We are also part of the World Football Index. That's at World Football. I will get podcasts on... Uh, football from North America the MLS has just started again you get European leagues Italy Spain um, Germany Russia they talk about as well and Copa Libertadores has just started in South America as well so you get South American podcasts uh, they cover tactics Champions Leagues and also the pieces of me bits and bobs as well so you pick your favourite 11 players as long as they're retired uh, you get to talk about that so you can subscribe to both uh, Man of the Post and the World Football Index on iTunes and if you do that then all our podcasts pop automatically into your generic mobile phone although if you haven't got an iPhone shame on you I was going to say generic generic yeah well it basically lands in your iPhone or some other heap of crap yes that one that one yeah. uh, com is the website if you want to go read what Ryan has done um, you can follow us on Acast as well if you want to leave a review you can leave 5 star reviews to us on iTunes uh, Colin might be able to wangle a fridge magnet on his way to you as well mm. um, next week we're going to be talking about the World Cup qualifiers so you'll need your passport and a map uh, Ryan excellent, I need to check if, you know, if it's in date <laughs> mine's not in date you're just away oh, so, so, so when me and Jesse go we'll just pack you away yeah, exactly Yeah, awesome, yeah. good to know I've left Cornwall twice in three years, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole new world out there for me. It's going to be good. We, we like going on the plane. We did that last time. It was good, wasn't it? So we're going to do that again. Um, okay, well, thank you ever so much, Ryan. Thank you. All right, mate. And always remember to keep your man on the post. Man on the post.